Coming to you live from the St. Louis offices of Master Closet Studios, it's the only podcast on the internet that's about to talk about the show that they talk about being canceled. That's only kind of true. But anyway, it's the Noobs and the Whovian. Once again, without the Noobs or the Whovian, this is your classic Who Connections guy, Jared, coming to you to talk about the Seventh Doctor, getting you ready for... The upcoming Classic Who Rewind, where we're going to watch Remembrance of the Daleks. So let's get into the seventh Doctor. Uh, He was played by Sylvester McCoy. And Sylvester McCoy was a comedian before Doctor Who. He was well known. Uh, He was on TV doing kid shows, uh, mainly before Doctor Who. He was on shows called Jigsaw his was and vision on i have no idea what these shows were about and never seen them but uh, there you have it those are the names of them uh he was a very safe choice for doctor who's kind of going back to more of a classic uh way of picking the doctor the actor to play the doctor and so he was a very safe choice and it was at a time when ratings were down uh as you might recall sixth doctor didn't go so well with him and and it didn't end well between him and the showrunners and uh, production team and all that so this was uh wanting to revive the ratings and get back on a firm footing and as you will talk about in a bit uh they did that they they were successful so his first serial was Time and the Rainy. Uh, it was that was in 1987, and his last serial was Survival uh, in 1989. Now you might put an asterisk by that because he did come back to play in the serial Dimensions in Time. Uh, that was the 30th anniversary special. It really was it was a, a benefit special, and it was too short. Uh, episodes uh, more like time crash but a little bit longer uh, so but that was in 1993 and uh, he was also in the TV movie Doctor Who in 1996 so he had uh, quite the run there um, so it was three seasons and the 30th special and then the TV movie uh, where he showed up and was in the first bit and and then uh, regenerated into the eighth doctor there in the movie um, so It's interesting to note that, uh, again, as we'll talk about later, that uh, Doctor Who was canceled in that in his third season, but that was not really planned out. They they didn't know going into the third season. So he would have been if he had gone into the fourth season, he would have been the first Doctor since uh, uh, the fourth Doctor um, to have gone more than three seasons, and he also would have had the longest, uh, or not the longest, but uh, it would have been like the second or third longest running Doctor had it continued. So uh, let's talk about companions real quick. He starts off with Melanie Bush, or Mel, uh, who was a carryover from the Seventh Doctor as his companion. Uh, That was for most of the, well, really all. uh, She was in every uh, episode and story of that first season in 1987-88. And so... He, uh, so he and Mel were, were traveling together and then they, they were off, uh, on an adventure and, uh, she decides to go travel with someone else that they meet on that adventure. And also this companion named Ace comes along and, uh, she is through, uh, 
through a fluke, she is uh, tra- teleported to where the doctor is. Uh, she's a waitress and just gets teleported there. And the doctor and Ace hit it off, and so the Ace decides to continue traveling with the compa- uh, traveling with the doctor as a companion. So there's just a bit of a companion swap. No, no uh, uh, tragedy or or wanting to go back to uh, human life or anything like that. Um, just a bit of a swap there from Mel to Ace, uh, and. Uh, Ace Ace McShane uh, was really the doctor was really more of a mentor to her the the uh, seventh doctor was more of a mentor to her than a companion um, she started as a joke at first calling him professor instead of doctor and uh, it stuck she can she continued to call him professor uh, through her time so it was an interesting uh, a, relationship between the two, but definitely a very close relationship. If the Sixth Doctor held his companions at an arm's length, you know, being haughty and high and mighty or over them, kind of like a First Doctor, um, maybe you could say a little of the Sixth Doctor is kind of more like the uh, Twelfth Doctor uh, in, in relationship, at least so far as we've seen with the Twelfth Doctor and Clara in relationship with each other. Uh, the Seventh Doctor was very close, but it was more like, a, like I said, a mentor uh, to mentee kind of relationship. One more thing you should love or know about Ace before uh, you see the, the the episode is that Ace loves a certain explosive substance that she invented called Nitro Nine. In her words, she says it's just like ordinary nitroglycerin, except it's got a bit more wallop. And I'll leave you with that. Uh, it makes an, a number of, uh, uh, it comes up a number of times uh, in the eighth doctor or the seventh doctor's time, the Nitro Nine, and and uh, we will see, you know, see it mentioned a little bit and a little bit of it uh, in the serial coming up. So I think the show writers were going for a family-friendly '80s punk uh, when they came up with Ace. Uh, she's she's kind of laughable by today's standards, you know, looking back, but she did a good job in her role, and she is a, a huge fan favorite. People really love Ace, and so, but she's she's just got that, I think they were really trying to reach out to their core demographic of teens and younger people, and I, I think they just were like, okay, what will they relate to? Well, we got to have some, you know, sort of like from the... the, the um, a rougher neighborhood kind of girl that's that's kind of punk and and cool and I mean you'll just you'll see it and it's it's obvious from the start what they're doing there and it's just it's funny to me because it, it seems like a bunch of TV execs sitting around a table trying to decide what would be cool and what are the kids into and they come up with Ace and and you know I I love her I I, I love her her uh, what she did with the character and I and I love the relationship between Ace and the Doctor uh, but again it's more from a, a quaint uh, looking back kind of way than thinking that they did a great job of of creating the character that the writers or, or uh, um, producers did a great job of creating a, a really cool character or anything. So Jonathan Nathan Turner is still the showrunner. Uh, you might remember he started back with the fifth doctor. He's responsible for not having the sonic screwdriver anymore and other things. So he's been on for a long time here. Uh, it's been what? Uh, uh, 
by the end of the Seventh Doctor's time, it's uh, eight seasons. So that's a that's a good long time to be showrunner. Um, and this Doctor is, especially when he started off, he's kind of like if you ever saw the show Monk or the Pink Panther movies with Inspector Clouseau, that, that kind of defective detective trope going on. Uh, he, he's, he really starts off as a bit of a bumbling idiot, uh, but, but kind of a, a, you know, doing that for show so that people uh, overlook him, and, but really he, he knows what's going on, and, he, and he's very alert and uh, very much, you know, on top of things. Uh, that tapers off. Uh, as as time goes on and he gets more serious but uh that's sort of the character that they established with him uh less it's it's funny because at least at the start in his first season you know the the clown clothes of the sixth doctor would have fit on fit better on him but uh you know that's uh, neither here nor there you know that that's not what they did so anyway um, he's got his roots really in the second doctor and I think this is my opinion uh, you can debate it all you want if you ever get into it but or for those that really know out there I think he's most closely related to the 11th doctor in new who and that's gonna be uh, just in in traits not you're not gonna watch this serial and think oh yeah there's the 11th doctor but just in some of the things that he does uh some things he's kind of manipulative uh he he's got this darker machiavellian kind of feel going to him and so you know traits like that uh but as as far as the goofiness definitely back to like the second doctor um and so under his comedic surface, he, again, he's got this man- manipulative and Machiavellian undertone. And his excuse was that he did what he had to do in order to defeat evil. So, you know, he, he, he got people to do things for him. He was, he was a, a man, you know, good manipulator and wasn't, uh, wasn't sorry or, you know, apologetic about that. So uh, he very much thought he was a good dresser. I'll let you uh, decide if he was, looking at his outfit. Uh, He almost always had his question mark umbrella with him, and that was sort of like a sonic screwdriver, but without any of the cool functionality. It was just an umbrella, but he uses it as a tool, and it's it's just it's constantly with him, so it's kind of like the sonic in that way, and he does what he can with it. So I have a couple of quotes that I think uh, they're some of my favorites from the Seventh Doctor, and I think they'll tell you a little bit about the Doctor and what they were doing with the Doctor at this time. Uh, so first one, he says to Mel as Mel was leaving. So this is going to be the end of his first season as the Doctor. And he says to her, think about me when you're living your life one day after another, all in a neat pattern. Think about the homeless traveler and his old police box with his days like crazy paving. Crazy paving meaning like uh, if you if you're looking at uh, paved roads from an aerial view, how it's just sort of meanders and crosses and crisscrosses and goes all over the place. And that was actually reflected in New Who. They, they mentioned uh, crazy paving at some point in New Who there, too. So they, they, they flashed back to that or, or referenced that. Um, and then finally, the Seventh Doctor's final monologue. It's, it's uh, the end of the show. They've, they, uh, they, uh, again, I'll talk about it in just a moment. Uh, they've uh, canceled the show, and uh, it's his final 
uh, scene of his final episode there, and he says, There are worlds out there where the sky is burning and the sea's asleep and the rivers dream. People made of smoke and cities made of song. Somewhere there's danger, somewhere there's injustice, and somewhere else the tea's getting cold. Come on, Ace. We've got work to do. So I think that those two help kind of sum up where they were moving with the doctor. They were taking him away. Really, they were setting up the doctor that we know and knew who. Uh, They were taking him away from this just meandering traveler, this guy who escaped Gallifrey just to go see the universe and, and meander about, to this intentional, hey, there's... There's somewhere there's injustice, you know, there's, I've got places to be and, and, and things to do. I've got work to do. I have to go help solve that. I have to go be a part of that. Uh, it's not just, eh, I'm out on random wandering abouts and doing what I, whatever I need to do. And, and it really, you know, that also takes them away from uh, this focus for the, that the uh, show had for a while on, on the Time Lords and Gallifrey. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about, oh, we're, we're uh, not focusing on where things are, you know, going okay. We're we're focusing our our stories are, are focusing on uh, where things are, uh, where there's need of help. And of course, they they wrote that uh, picturing that that was going to be the end of Doctor Who. But uh, well, actually, it was written before they knew it was the end. But anyway, they left it in, and you know that was supposed to be. Um, the final words, but of course, as we know, it, it, it got revamped. So let's talk about that just a little bit real quick uh, about the end of Doctor Who there in the in the 90s uh, that, um, well, the, sorry, the late 80s. So they went into this uh, 1989 season with full expectations. They were already working on writing the next season. They were working on the next year. And uh, the, the ratings uh, after... The Doctor's first year had gone way up. First season gone way up. So it was doing well. And they went into the second year. And the ratings were strong the second year. Uh, but And so they went into the third year, the third season. And they just tanked for whatever reason. Um, I think he did a good job as the Doctor. You know, it was... It was 80s programming. It is what it is, especially looking back. It's hard to feel like that's really phenomenal programming at all. Anyway, the 80s was rough for lots of things like that, but it was still, they did a good job with it, in my opinion, but the ratings just tanked. And at the end of that year, they said, you know, we're going to put the show on extended hiatus. And that extended hiatus eventually turned into being canceled. Uh, so as as we know, of course, today. Uh, so they they went into it thinking they were going to continue. And then they said, nope, this is the end of Doctor Who. So that's uh, that, that takes us. We've we've talked through the the classic Who Doctors, except, of course, the eighth Doctor that we get uh, to see a little bit of in the movie. So that'll be fun to talk about in the future. But let's talk about uh uh, seven, well, the seventh Doctor. Let's just to finish off with him. He he started off goofy and funny, as I said. Then he turned dark and manipulative towards the end. And some people think that the writers were doing this as they were revealing more about his past, just you know, the controversies of his past and his personal life and his personal thinking as they drew the series to a close. And they also, you know, they they rode on that into the ninth Doctor with the time war and everything in 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 that background, giving him an even darker side uh, there. So like like I said, I think they, this really sets up the Doctor as we know him in New Who. 
All right, let's talk about Remembrance of the Daleks just to give you a little setup. You don't really need much. It's a Dalek episode. You'll get that. You know all the characters. You know the backstories by now. Uh, and so the Remembrance of the Daleks, is it's going to be fun because this is one we kind of, I mentioned a fair bit in uh, the Classic Who Connections. Uh, I'm surprised how many times it comes up that there's some sort of connection there. So we it starts off, we see Ace and the Doctor together and they're returning to 1963 and they'll be at the Coal Hill School. So this is the perfect time to watch it since we're spending so much time with Clara uh, at the Coal Hill School. And this is the start of the Seventh Doctor's second season. It's the it's the very first serial of that second season. And it's Ace's first full serial uh, with the Doctor. So she came in uh, at the end of the previous season. And so this is her first full adventure with the Doctor. And it's starting to transition. The Doctor is starting to transition or, or is in the beginning stages of that transition from clownish antics to more serious persona. So that's pretty much all I have for you. I think that'll give you a good setup for watching Remembrance of the Dalek. Uh, I hope you enjoy as much as I do uh, going back and watching this one. I think it's a, a really good example of not just the Seventh Doctor, but uh, of Classic Who in general. And and I I know what Trip will say, but I think it's a good uh, uh, Dalek episode too, or Dalek story. So. Thank you to uh, the TARDIS Wikia for uh, the information uh, or help with the information and uh, look forward to uh, watching this and seeing what the noobs and the Whovian think about it. And as always, bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time.